welcome. Good to, to see you. To welcome to the one and only the, the one and only podcast dedicated one hundred percent to the greatest game in the world, which is Advanced Squad Leadoff. I'm Jeff. And I'm Dave. And we are back here for episode something or other. I don't think we should name the ep- uh, number the episode. Okay. Uh, we should not announce it. In case we get it, it out of order. In case we get it out of order. Because yep. it throws people off. Yeah. It's episode 139. Don't tell Jeff that I told you. I mean, people are going into work late. They're they're like people showing up to Thanksgiving on the wrong day because they said, oh, I was listening to the two half squads. They said it was 132, but it was actually a number 133. And it just and they had to stop and search for the one they thought they missed. Yes, and it just screws up the whole earth. Butterflies cannot migrate correctly from South America. That and is true. The bees have stopped swarming, so we need to be careful. We will be. The world revolves around us. Although we would say it is April 12th. We could say that. 2015. Yeah. And what's up lately, Jeffrey? Well, um, what do you mean? Bantering. <laughs> oh, we're ban- oh, we're in the banter phase. I'm replacing my sump pump battery. Oh, you are? Pain in the butt. You decided I to do it. that? Yeah. I just hate crouching. Why don't you forget the battery? Put in a, a, um, one of those bicycle generators. That I can jump on. Yeah, I jump on and just start <laughs> pedaling. Well, it's... Ba- battery's overrated. If it floods, I realized I got a lot of my ASL on the bottom shelves. But it's in plastic containers. No, so that's got to change. Oh, it's not. Oh, I, need okay. to move, I think I just need to move it up higher. Yeah. I mean, figure out what games are the most easily replaceable and move those to the bottom shelves. Yeah. But I shudder to think of the number of, of games that get ruined in basements when basements flood. It's got to be a large number. I wonder if there's like an elephant's graveyard, like a, yeah. a wet game graveyard somewhere. Yeah. Probably so. That's why it's always good to buy the... We should invent this, actually, the inflatable um, life vest for your game boxes. Oh, yeah. So when it gets water, the... And it takes the whole shelf up or something. Yeah, Yeah. it raises the whole shelf. Yeah. That would be a good idea. You don't get water down here, do you? Uh, A little bit every once in a while. And and if the power goes out, it'll start seeping up through the floor. I mean, it's happened twice in 15 years. Um, But we now have a generator in the garage. Oh, you do? Yes. For the so, whole house? So as long as we're home, well, if the power were to go out, then we can just go start yeah, like with the generator. Yeah, like a generator? Like it would supply electricity to the whole house, not just the sump pump. Well, it would, I don't think it would do the whole house, no. Well, you, but it would, but you could it go would to do. room to room and turn on lights? No, but what you do is you run extension cords to, out to the, oh, to the generator. Oh, what you need. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So okay. I think like Tunin did that also. But. Yeah, and we could, you know, so ASL could go on. Lights are out. People could continue to play. So, yeah. So you're replacing your battery. That's it. That's all. That's that's about it. Yeah. I'm not yeah. thinking of anything to banter. Or, Helped you move that van today, or the yeah boot, big piece of furniture. It? It's a buffet. Buffet. Yeah, buffet is a, like where you go and eat all the food in a in well. A row. This is what that was without the food. It was a big buffet it's called a buffet sometimes they call it a break front i don't know what yeah but anyway we we went to we went to a used furniture place and saw this thing and my wife just had to have it and she didn't care because it weighs 600 pounds but because she didn't have to move it and we saved jeff some money he called us my son and i to move it yes and you came to my rescue i was because i was gonna have to carry that on my back which was 
pretty heavy. Yeah, pretty heavy. So, I think the, that thing's solid oak. I think so. Right? Yeah. I mean, it almost felt like it was a one big solid piece of oak. Yeah. Like there wasn't any cabinets in it or anything. <laughs> it was really heavy. But now it was forty dollars. And yeah. that's it's a Thomasville piece of furniture. It came from nineteen seventy one. I mean, it looks like it came from nineteen seventy one too. I thought it looked earlier. No. Well, it might. Was it like a Faw classic kind yes. of style yeah. or something yes. from seventy one? Exactly. Yeah, and I remember it being popular. Kind of that green color was popular yeah. back then. And uh, you know, probably in its day it was it was an expensive piece of furniture, but and it was in perfect condition. We got it for forty well, forty two dollars and fifty cents. I don't want to exaggerate. And it was half off because the store was closing. Yeah. So deal. Yeah, good deal. So here we are. Get, well, we're, going, we're going into spring. Oh, I shouldn't say that. We're not going into spring. We are going into spring. Well, we're, well spring I shouldn't sprung. say that. Here's the problem with spring. Okay, here's some banter for you. The problem with spring is in the southern hemisphere, it's not going into spring. They're going into fall. Oh. And so I thought, well, then we should well, call it the vernal equinox. But you, you, you can just say we passed the vernal equinox, but you can't really say that because that means spring equinox, and that's not fair to the southern hemisphere people. Is the it, southern hemispheres get a bad break. Is that vernal equinox named that way because a guy named Vern discovered it? Yeah, I think, I think so. Or it might be vernarial equinox, I don't know. But actually, I looked it up, and the the proper, if you want to in, be all inclusive and not discriminatory, you say it's the northward equinox, and that's when the sun has passed over the equator, heading north in its apparent path across the sky during the year, and, and then in September, it's the southward equinox. You've been studying astronomy again, haven't you? Yes, I have, and I thought that was very interesting. So, but again, we have a lot of listeners down in the, you know, south of the equator, we do. And we don't want them to think we don't love them equally. That is correct. Yeah. In fact, I'm taking all my globes and turning them upside down for the next six oh, months. Oh, that's a good so idea. So that everything is... Because upside down, it's all relative. Remember that poster, The World According to MacArthur? It was like upside down. We may have even talked Pacific. about that one time. It was larger or something. Yeah, why Why was it upside down? Or... It was MacArthur? Was it done? Or was he upside down? No, Did he like to hang upside down? I think when you flip it, it puts the Philippines in the center or something. Oh, I see. I don't know. Wow. It probably gave him a whole new perspective on the war that he didn't have. Yeah, so that's the point of the map. Speaking of the war, I thought that this was kind of interesting, and I love free stuff. For, for two days we had free stuff, you know, that eight-volume biography oh, of Winston Churchill was available for free, the electronic version, on Amazon, all eight volumes. Normally nine dollars a pop. So is that was that temporary? That was te- just for a couple of days. Oh, so that's no longer. I snagged four of them. Why only four? Did you run out of room on your I, computer? I had to put them on Laura's because it was hooked up to the Amazon. Yeah, but I mean, you can still buy them. You don't have to download them. Amazon just keeps them in the cloud. You know, they're there forever. Oh. You missed out. I did then. What's the date today? But as Mike Lemke said, when are you going to find time to read all that? Yeah, it's 8,000 pages. I mean, it's... Plus, you have the rest of them right there on the shelf. Those are the old ones. Oh, th- those are Churchill's. Oh, he own. wrote them himself. Yes. This was the this is biography the, by those. The authorized yeah. biography yeah, of Winston really, Churchill yeah. by Martin <laughs> Gilbert. Or That's Gilbert Martin. I can't remember. That is a lot. Yeah. Yeah, so I can't wait to get started. I actually started one. 
You did? <laughs> yes. That's what I do. And I get interested in something. I read page one. And, and then you I put talk it over there it. with these model kits <laughs> you haven't touched. <laughs> That's right. It was actually very interesting. I started the World War II one. I didn't care that much about his younger life. Like, you know, his birth. Do we yeah, really care? Do we really care that much about his birth no, or his, his days in yeah. public school? Yeah, probably or private not. school. I guess they call it private school. I guess they wrote those with like every document they could find. Or I think I think so. It went it into detail ad nauseum, as we say in, in Latin. Yeah, probably America. Don't need that. No, but the World War II stuff was interesting. Right out of the box, I got something. Right out of the box. What was the name Nin- of that one? Nineteen thirty-nine. I don't remember the name of it. Did you do World War One one? Huh? The World War One volume? Did you read that one? No. Okay. Was, I like downloaded it yesterday. <laughs> no, I started the World War Two one. Okay. Which opens in 1939, September 1939, when the British are first reacting to the German invasion of Poland, and they sent off their forty bombers or something against some German naval ships that had just gone to sea. This was soon after the sinking of the. Athenia, I think, could be. Perhaps was one of the first passenger liners that uh, took a German torpedo. Okay, one hundred six people perished in that one. Anyway, uh, and and it, it just said they quickly figured out the British quickly figured out how ineffective their their bombers were against uh, uh, modern ships. ships. Yeah, well, gotta so, learn it some way. Learn that on page two. I've got eight thousand pages left. I uh, hopefully I'll learn eight thousand more things. <laughs> just make a list. Yeah, I'll make it. <laughs> And I'll tell you all about them. Well, is it time for letters? I think we should get on to some letters. We haven't done letters in just just a long time. And so many people are writing to us, and they're saying, hey. Why aren't you writing my letter Yeah, here? why don't you read my letters? Doggone it. So let's get to it. And now for something completely different, the Boston Typewriter Orchestra. Wow. Letters. That's amazing. There's a whole album of that by the Boston Typewriter Orchestra. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, that's one I'm going to (laughs) skip. Interesting concept. Yeah, really. Um, if anybody knows uh, where they're playing, if they're in France. Chicago and you want to buy us tickets, please save your money. Orchestra. I'd call them Burn like a rhythm band or something. Or Yeah, I'm not really sure what, what constitutes an orchestra. orchestra. Yeah, True. But we have audio letters first, Jeff. Oh, we do. Audidio. Audidio letters. Dave, I noticed that you're wearing your little mermaid T-shirt, and you were wearing that today as we moved that very heavy furniture. And there was no question in my mind about your manhood. <laughs> and if anybody wants to know what I'm talking about, you'll have to listen to, to the other two shows ago. Episode with the weightlifting guy. Yeah. Hey, two half squads. How are you guys doing? I hope all's well. How's the volume? Well, you're as ever, and I'm really looking forward to your upcoming review of Hakapali. It still hasn't hit the shores over here in Scotland yet. But I'm hoping we'll have it soon. Oh, this is Alan in Edinburgh, by the way. Just want to say hi, as I say, anyway. Yeah, really enjoying the show. I think it's fantastic. Best thing ever. 
But as I say, I really love the out of the box especially, so looking forward to your Hacker Power review. Okay, guys, thank you. Bye. Well, Alan, wow. you are in luck. This is the very show in which we do the Hakapale, Hakapala review. I tell you, that was the worst imitation of a Scotsman that I have ever <laughs> no, heard. No, that is Alan. He's from Scotland. He lives in Edinburgh. Scotsman talk like this, David. <laughs> I should have given it to the Marx Brothers. <laughs> Miss Moneypenny. Here's another one. Please tell him to bring me another Hey, Martini. Dave. It's Will from Naperville. I'm almost caught up with uh, all the episodes. I've made it to 130. As I was listening... I realized who you guys reminded me of, Click and Clack from Car Talk. And it gave me an idea for a possible new segment, if you guys are interested. It's called Stump the Chumps. I'm thinking maybe people, I know you don't like to answer rules questions, but that might be a fun way to do it. You guys just off the cuff try to answer the question, and then uh, people can check back later to see how right you were. Anyway, just a suggestion. Keep up the great work. I'm enjoying your show very much. Thanks, Will. Thanks, Will. That's a great suggestion for someone like Rich Spilkey. Yeah, yeah, stump the chumps, even though he's not a chump. No. We're chumps. We're the chumps. You stump Rich, but we'll be the chumps. We would be stumped every time, I think. Uh, No question about it. But uh, it gives me an idea, speaking of click and clack, and one of them passed away recently. Oh, yeah. I heard him on the radio tonight when I drove over. Yeah, it must have been a rerun. Yeah, maybe... Five or six months ago, I think, one click or yeah, clack. I, I don't remember right. which one. But, you know, Dave and I are sort of talking about, can we talk about this? We're we talking can. about doing a new another podcast. Yes, we can. We've, talk, we've talked about it before. Yeah, we've talked about it many times. And one of the ideas that we're talking about is, is two guys talking about the classics. We're going to read the classics, Plato, Aristotle, Shakespeare, Adam Smith. I'd like to expand it to classic films, classic, classic opera. Right. Get more variety in there. And here, a, sh- a possible show title would be Click and Classics. <laughs> just I just thrown that out there. <laughs> Whenever Dave that. laughs like that, I usually think, that's nah, a no. <laughs> <laughs> that, means, that means he doesn't like it, but he's being kind. What was kind. the real title you were thinking of? Um, the Classical Experiment? Yes. Yeah. That sounds so formal. Yeah. Two normal guys seeing if the classics can be meaningful to them without hiring some uh, stodgy person that actually knows something. <laughs> Just like this show. Yeah. I mean, one of the ideas behind the the great books of Western civilization, they're supposed to be accessible, or is it accessible to everybody? And, you know, the common man should be able to read them and get something out of it. Well, we're common. Maybe and we're men. Maybe even less so. And we're men, at least you are, with your Little Mermaid t-shirt on. <laughs> So, well, we'll see. Anyway, more to come on that. More to come. Stay tuned. Was there any ASL announcement from you, Jeff, at all? Well, I have been, yeah. I guess, can I talk about this? I, I should get on the couch. Yeah. Re- recline on the couch. I'm, uh, I, I don't even know if I can say it. Huh. I'm backing off on ASL a little bit. I find I've, I'm a little burnt. I, I, sh- I don't even know what it is. Take a break. I, I think I'm going to take a break. We can still podcast about it, though. Yeah. I don't need to know anything. I haven't known anything for six years. Yeah. We just open boxes and talk about stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm, I don't know. I'm kind of, I'm kind of burnt. I'm, I'm having a hard time uh, finding the value in, in spending all the time that it, 
that it's taken me, and I'm just not very good at it. Now, the other night you mentioned that you played the French horn in high school. I asked you if you played any musical instruments, and your Uh response was the French horn, badly, not very well. Badly. And so, um, but you probably knew people that played the French horn well. Well. uh, Better than you. When the, I was a senior, and the other horn player was a junior or sophomore, and he challenged me to a seating challenge. Ah. For first chair. Yeah. Like musical chairs, kind of. Kind of. Yeah. Well, I just got up and said, you can have it. <laughs> I did, honestly. <laughs> the band director's like, no, no, you have to play against each other. I'm like, I'm not playing against him. He's been practicing. I have not been. It's, yeah. I'll take second chair. Yeah. And I don't have to get all nervous playing the solos once in a while in those songs. Yeah. So, yes, not not well. But you knew that you were that it was not your gift. The band was still fun. Yeah. Yeah, Wonderful and I, fun. and maybe I can continue to do this and be even more casual, a more casual ASL player. You know what I think is getting to me is there so many people seem to be uh, rabidly addicted to ASL. When I go on Game Squad or when I go on Facebook, I just think these guys must not do anything else other than work, procreate, and play ASL. And some of them probably don't even do the procreation. <laughs> they have to eat, though, too. Well, it probably. Eat while they're yeah. on, online. And I just, I don't, uh, I, I can't put it that high on my list of of priorities. I, I just have a lot of other interests, and I'm not very good at ASL. Tell me if I'm, <laughs> I want you to be truthful with me right now. Do I Do I need to pour you a beverage for, to get uh, in yeah, vino veritas going so. in you? Yeah. Um. Yeah, come on. I, but I, I, you just, I think you, you still win feelings. everyone out of four, one out of three. We play. I think. Do you play very hard against me? A lot me of them, I have. Those? Yes, a lot of them, I have. Okay. Although you did leave that door wide open on that play test we did. Are we into yeah, we what did. we've been playing lately? Yeah, well, let's. We could. Or no, we have more letters. We're doing more letters. <laughs> Do we need more letters? So anyway, okay. yeah, we got. Thanks it. for sharing that, Jeff. Yeah, we'll so see what the listenership have some advice for you, folks. Yeah. You can leave some comments. Give Jeff some advice. But you're also coming out of those mega, mega games. Yeah, it could be crazy. It could be the Tarawa thing broke me. You did a lot of research, a lot of new rules. It was overwhelming. Overwhelming. Yeah, I'd say give it a rest. We'll play some. And from one day to the next, you know, I, I would sit down and I would think, and it would be my turn and I would think, oh my gosh, I don't recognize anything. It's, it's like a, a brain freeze. On the game board, yeah. Like I'd be like, off? "Oh, like, oh, yeah." Can this guy move? No, he, can he move? Can he fire? What do I do first? What comes first? Prep fire? You or? remember prep fire? Well, I'm exaggerating a little okay. bit. I'm just curious if there's anybody else out there that has ASL anxiety. This might be a new thing. A lot. You, what you have? Yes, I know exactly. <laughs> I know what you have. You have the ASL anxiety. What I recommend for you is to take a break. Yep, that's what I recommend. Yeah. So play some Lord of the Rings Risk, some other little things. Yeah. More D&D. Maybe procreate. Procreate. <laughs> you don't need more children. No, I don't need more children. Look at all these kids all over the place. Here. Oh, they're everywhere. First, you know, first few nice days outside, and I'm looking forward to sitting out and reading a book, and the kids are screaming, and people are out there with their the lawnmowers and the weed whackers and the blowers. and oh. But I digress. Do we have any more letters? There's all those kids. Welcome, kids. 
They do love the letters. They do love the letters. And so, what do you have there, Jeff? I have a letter from Alan Hildebrandt. Alan writes, <laughs> a favorite with the kids. He always he he, he can twist uh, animals into the shapes of balloons. Dave and Jeff, I can't recall if it was episode 125 or 126. However, it was suggested from a listener that you start producing product or merchandise, such as a scenario pack, so you can be recognized on that other ASL website run by another ASL fan. (laughs) And then he says, parenthetically, however, in my humble opinion, not being listed on this website is a badge of honor both of you should wear proudly. You guys have done far more for the ASL hobby, close parentheses. And I think, you know, he's right. We, we would wear a badge of honor as long as we don't have to wear it on our pants because we don't wear pants. That's correct. Yeah. <laughs> Janie likes that. Yeah, she is. Yeah. <laughs> Janie, yeah, yeah. we're recording. Yeah, here. Honey. Have a little of this Jack Daniels. You need to calm down a little, honey. Uh Anyway, I listened to the podcast shortly after seeing the movie Fury. In that movie, there are at least four scenarios that I can think of. I think this is brilliant that Alan thinks this way. Uh-huh. A U.S. tank fight against German guns with an armored assault attack. U.S. Sherman against German Tiger coming out of a tree line. U.S. tank brigade assisting in taking and clearing a town center with German uh, aircraft attacking. And... A lone, immobilized Sherman protecting a crossroads and stone building from the onslaught of a German SS attack with a high uh, sniper activation number. Now, did you see Fury? No, we did not. I did not. Yeah, did I, not I have not seen it yet yeah, either. because we were going to review yeah, it. We so we'll have to uh, look and see if these, how these fit in there. Although four scenarios doesn't make a, a pack, I'm sure one or two more scenarios could also be squeezed out of that movie when it's seen again. So if you're interested in producing a scenario pack, I would support that effort and hopefully even contribute to it outside of just purchasing it. Oh, outside of just purchasing it. Although I would do that too. Regards, Alan Hildebrandt, Calgary, Canada, Earth. P.S. Dave, congratulations on the Hakapali module going on pre-order. I heard your scream of joy all the way up here in the frozen north. MMP should attribute a great portion of its rapid surge past the pre-order number in less than a week to the Two Half Squads podcast. I think that's a great idea. Yeah. And a Absolutely. very good idea for a, a scenario pack. And I had a little exchange with that person in question who's got a website that refuses to put us on. And he said, as soon as the two half squads produce a periodical, I'll put it on there. Or something like uh, OBA cards that we've been selling uh, or T-shirts. Those maybe, don't count. Or, okay. Those don't count. But I, and my response to him was, so the New York Times is valid as, as journalism. But NPR news is not, and 60 Minutes is not, because those are not written words. That's a very good point. And apparently, that is that's, limit, that's the case, because we are, world we, are, we are still not going to be on his website, and that's okay. It's fine. He gets to do what he wants. It's his website. It's no good, but it's his website. <laughs> well, we've had, <laughs> we have uh, not had a whole lot of donations lately, folks, but we did get one from Joe R. So, Joe, thank you very much. Thank for you, Joe. Thank you your very donation. much. Indeed. We want to apologize to Tom Meyer. He had sent a uh, announcement about the March Madness. I think we got into one show, and I, yeah. Tom, I neglected to get it into the last two shows I edited. So, my apologies. So, let's advertise it for next year. It's March never, Madness, yes, 2016. Everybody, never too early. To never do too that. early. Put it in your calendar. Now, where is that? It's, he said uh, it's not too far. Oh, it's only a few hours from Chicago. 
It, where is okay. it at? To drive down. He says it's only a few hours from Chicago to drive down here. That would be into Illinois. So I don't know. A few hours. I mean, there's Indy one way. Five hours to get yeah, to Iowa. Maybe it's part of the uh, one of the gaming tourneys. Yeah. No, I don't know. Ohio. Maybe he just drives really, really fast. <laughs> so, well, and anyway, give us a little more uh, leeway next year, and we'll be sure to promote that more. And if, Eric, I'm st- if I'm still here. Eric Top also sent us a little message. That wanted to, well, he posted it on the War of the Rats ASL Extra. There is ambush in starter kit. So my mistake, my apologies to oh, everyone. Oh, yes. I am I am remembering back there, yes. Yep, I remember being ambushed. now to everyone. And I always get ambushed. It's another reason. The dice do, are not with me. <clears throat> They're not kind to me. And I'm taking it personally. <laughs> and I'm reading that, from Jeff. who's next? And we got a tweet from Strange Blades who says, uh, by the way, I don't understand why some are against using dice or random generators for combat scenarios resolution. Or random generators is in parentheses. I guess I actually don't understand why I read this. Um, I, well, I guess I started, I thought he meant People were Ran- against the random generators. Yeah. I remember you had said you didn't think they were accurate. It's hard to get computers to generate random numbers. Okay, that's what I, yeah. I thought you were talking they have, about. You have to jump through a lot of hoops to get random numbers, but I, I don't think that's it. I just, th- You know what I think it is? The ASL mm-hmm. players are a strange lot. They what did you say? They, <laughs> yes. Say that again? ASL players are a strange lot. Yeah. Oh, Apparently the kids, the kids don't, don't like agree. you say that. Agree. They don't agree with me. Boy, you really start them early, Dave. I can't believe you're doing this. Yeah, all on your children here. Instead of uh, spring break, you've got all these kids here learning ASL. They're your procreations. Yeah. <laughs> Is that a word, procreations? I think so. I like it. It should be. We have a letter from David Williams. He was saying that I had used a shortened term for Japanese. Yes. And I will apologize to everyone right now publicly. I will apologize to everyone. So, my apologies. So, ah. Yeah. But it's interesting how I fell into that pattern of speech. Um, you know, in school, we hear the language in some of the films in history. Yes. And so, I'm very careful to tell the kids, this is a slang term. We don't talk like this, you know. So, just thought I'd get that out there. Yeah. Dan Dudley. Yes. He wrote and he said, hello. My name is Dan. I'm from Iowa. I'm a fairly new listener of your podcast. I learned about you guys by hearing you guys talking with the Three Moves Ahead guys. That was the other podcast that we guested on a few months ago. I always enjoyed hearing Bruce and Julian discuss ASL, and that drew me to your podcast. I'm really enjoying your shows and you guys, your guys' banter. Uh, by the way, uh, how much are the shirts and what sizes do you have available? Keep up the good work. Love, Dan. Thanks, Dan, for writing. Glad you came over from Three Moves Ahead. Hope you're continuing to listen to them. They're, that's a good podcast. Um, we don't have any more T-shirts. We are out right now. Out but of T-shirts. Just keep listening, and um, we'll probably be doing I think T-shirts. maybe or hats day. in the summer. Oh, hats. Great. Like that one I got you. Yeah. Uh, I have a letter from Oroico, uh, Armando, and then he's saying also two moves ahead, and he's um, three sure. three moves ahead, unless they've oh, got he, back he, one. He move. wrote two. But, oh, he did two moves ahead. Well, after discovering your podcast through the two moves ahead, three yeah. moves ahead, he meant. I'm sure you get this question a lot. Can you personally recommend a point where I might be able to learn 
point me to where I might be able to learn ASL. I reside in northwest Chicago, so I thought I would find something relatively easy, and he's wrong. You ought to be able to find someone out there. I think We're he, out here. Yeah. Did, you, did I get you on my list? If not, email me, and I'll put you on my passel list. I think he joined the – I got him to join the ASL Chicago Yahoo group, which is still uh, fairly active. There's about 100 members on there from around Chicago. Okay, and he got teamed up with some people? I think he did. I think he did. I know he put an announcement out there, and some people responded back to him, so hopefully he found somebody. But if you haven't, let us know again, and we'll we'll keep trying. We hope that's going well for you. And then I'll try to talk you out of it. Yeah, Yeah, don't listen listen to Jeff. It's a horrible, horrible game. <laughs> I'm sorry, kids. Oh, you better watch Doctor prescribed. Yourself. I need to. Uh, that, that, you know, maybe I've just. You know, we did have another donation a month or two ago from Bill. Bill F. Thank you very much, Bill. We appreciate your support. That would keep me playing. More money. I can be paid. I can be bought. I'm not above that. Oh, and Bill Forg sent a. We'll put this link up on the show. A, it's the Sherman. Do you remember the Sherman? Did you look at it? He sent the Sherman driver. You can drive your own Sherman tank. Oh yes, yeah, that was a very nice link. There's a drive a tank. Driveatank dot com. Right, sure. Sherman's Sherman's Easy Eight, just like in Fury. Where was this located? This is in uh, Drive-A-Tank. Let's see. Oh, wow. And you can crush a car. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Extra extra cash to okay. crush a car. All right. The only Sherman driving experience in the world. It says the Sherman driver, our newest package, offers the only opportunity the public has ever had to drive a Sherman Easy 8 Your experience will include two treks around our densely wooded course. First, with your head exposed. I don't know if I'd do that. Yeah. Uh, row, um, road march style, just like in the film Fury. Second, the hatches will be closed and your skills will be tested as you drive through the Sherman's periscope. This is how the heroes of World War II depicted in Fury would have driven in combat. This little thing costs, guess how much this costs? $359. $3,599. Oh, I misread it. <laughs> yes, you did. I like yours better. $3,599 to drive a Sherman tank. And you get to crush a car? Uh, you get two passengers with you. Well, no, that's an add-on. If you want to drive over a car, it's $599 extra. Oh, that's all? But it, Yeah, take the kids out and crush that yeah. kids, car. Let's pass the hat. Kids, fill the hat with any money that you have, and we'll see if we can afford that. Uh, the double car crush is only $799, so that's, that's a good deal. Drive a Tank Incorporated reserves the right to substitute patch, package features when necessary. All um, right. Let's just, yeah, why don't you go ahead? I'll find out where this is because I forgot to look up where okay, this well, is. Okay, well, then we'll, we'll link it. And Jack Dempsey sent us a, a, a letter. Hey, Jeff and Dave, nice hearing Robin in the broadcast, Voxel. Reminded me of your earlier episodes. I stumbled across the movie sn- snippet of the German miniseries Generation War on YouTube. He ordered the DVD from Amazon and watched the entire three parts. Very good. I would compare it to Band of Brothers as to quality and storytelling. Check it out. And he has the link here, which I will also post. We'll post it in the link section for this episode okay. also. I did watch a clip of it. It looked really, really good. So, 
Uh, drive a tank. I just found this. Drive a tank is at five fifty West Cherry Street in Casota, Minnesota. Okay, not too far from us here. Yeah. Gonna put that on my list of things to skip. Do I mean do you? You'd love to do that, wouldn't you? Really? Drive a tank? Yeah, I would. And but if I had thirty five hundred ninety nine dollars lying about a boot, as they say in <laughs> Canada, I would uh, probably not do that. Spend it on that. And uh, do we have any others? Uh, a little Texas team tournament announcement. Oh, yes. Um, the TTT, as it we call is, it. Is it passed yet? No, June 19 to 22, 2014. Maybe we should Maybe go 2015, huh? Oh. I'm hoping so. Well, he's got He put 2014. But that's... What a but difference. But it's definitely in... this year, so okay. he just didn't get that switched out on that. Okay. Um, so yeah, June. Look for it. Um, Probably in Austin. Austin, not Boston. Not Boston. Where they pop it's the car it, in the car park. The uh, the Texas Teen Tournament. Yeah, here's the date. This year is in 2014 in Boston. <laughs> yeah, here he did put out a correction. <laughs> ah, June 25 to 28 in Boston. 2015 in Boston. In. Our registration information yeah. Round Rock, Texas. Oh, okay. Round That's nowhere Rock, near Texas. Boston. That's just outside of Boston. Yeah. So mark your calendars now, folks. June 25 to 28. Here's one from Scott. Greetings from Redding, California. I just wanted to thank you for your efforts on the podcast. I truly enjoy it. I was a listener way back when it started. I haven't played ASL in a couple of years, but I'm looking to get back into it now. Now that I have the ability to play your podcast as I'm driving to work, it's got me excited about playing again. Also wanted to... Well, I'm feeling like I was a real downer earlier now. <laughs> it's the, Every, you too will experience what yeah. he's feeling. <laughs> uh, it's got me excited about playing again. I also wanted to extend my gratitude to Rich Spilkey for helping to make Blood Reef Taro more accessible. Or is it accessible? It's accessible. Okay, good. Can you please ask him if he can make the price more accessible? I would be grateful. If you know of any ASL players in Reading, please pass this email along. Note there are two underscores between each Hank and Hill. Oh, he puts his email address here. Oh. Sincerely, Scott Rose. Um, yeah, Blood Reef Tarawa is expensive. I mean, because you can only oh, buy it on eBay. Yes. I think when I bought a copy, which was... Which was last year. I paid a hundred and fifty, maybe one hundred and seventy dollars for it. I just had to have it. There was a time they were selling them at like half price. I thought to clear them out, or I think I well, saw it. Yeah, yeah, wait, yeah. Well, they did that with Pegasus Bridge. Yes, for sure. Yeah, for a long time. Those were those were available for a long time at yeah. half price. I don't know why. I thought they did it with Tarawa. They probably did, but but um, now it's back up too. Yeah, I think I paid one hundred and seventy dollars for it. And you can resell it for the same, probably. I wish I had that. But you're not going to sell it yet. No. And James Lamphere wrote and said, uh, Hi, Jeff and Dave. If you haven't tried it, uh, FB14, scenario FB14. What's the mm-hmm. FB's? Oh. doing Budapest? Yes. No, those would be regular ASL. No, it would be, maybe. Yeah. The Narrow Passage is a fantastic three-player scenario. The ah. Hungarian player. Controls two opposing forces, which are allied, and the SS and the Russian players. However, these two forces count as a single nationality for victory condition purposes. So the Hungarian player has to help both of his allies and also be self-serving to win. It's laid out very well and has some fun SSRs, including pre-game rubble generation and several turns of reinforcement purchases. 
with opposing forces. Controlled by a single player, it has the potential for some unique drama and wacky randomness. In our plane, I was the SS, my Hungarian ally got a crit with a Panzer Shrek on a T-34 that was stopping his forces from crossing the boulevard, while Snakes is the cipher activation number for his other Hungarian force, which is fighting against me with the Russians. He rolls a 1 and ends up whacking my 8-neg-1, hindering his movement on the other side of the map. So in one action, both the Hungarian player's allies take losses while he personally makes out like a bandit. I mean, how cool is that? That's There's all the FB chrome, including food and ammunition shortages, and the scenario itself is a bit of a read at four pages, but you won't be disappointed. So listeners, check it out. FB14, three-player game. I think we missed that when we were talking about the three-player games. I guess, existence. yeah, I think we did. And I think, you know, that's one I would play. As I'm as I'm taking a break from ASL, and under these conditions, I would be the fourth player in a three-player game. <laughs> I think I could do that. I could handle that. Yeah. Thanks, honey. Yeah. Well, you're you cute. Got... What a. <laughs> Gee, what a cute kid. I love children perfectly cooked. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Here's a letter from Robin. Robin. Yiskonin. That's from, Y-S-K-O-N-Y-N. From Japan. From Japan, yeah. And he writes uh, quite a, a long, nice letter, but he says, I'll read my favorite part here, but he says, uh, I get from various sources that ASL is a game to be taken at small baby steps anyway, and my tutor will be the Holy Pat Ireland, who is a well-known figure within the community, or so I am told. Oh, well, that's a good I, break. I actually... Yeah, that's that's a nice break. Your witty podcast full of great things to know about the game and generally very funny to listen to made me feel right at home. You often mention how loyal and great the greater ASL community is, and since I introduced my little unknown self on the Game Squad forums, I've received several invites from people across the globe to lend a hand in getting me up to speed. Boy, that's what I need. Somebody to get me up to speed. The instant this instantly resulted in my wallet being drained to the last penny. But hey, I'm told ASL products keep their value for a long time. That's true. It's really one of the better investments. Better than silver, I think. I think that is true. Yeah. Keep up the great work. Even though I have no clue what you guys are talking about when it comes to technical, I'm sure to listen back to the episodes once I get more at home with how the game works. Your podcast is firmly placed in my feed. Not at my feet. Always happy to see new episode being released. Thank you, Robin. So that's nice. Arrivederci, as they say in Japan. I have one from Pierce Ostrander talking about the West Coast Melee Ah, 18 had finished. Uh, Winners were, we just want to shout them out here, Robert Feinstein, champion. Ah, Robert. Second place, Ish Molnar. Third place, Phil Seymour. Fourth place, Dan Plakhta. Action Pack Mini winner was Brandon Lacemeyer. ASL Classics Mini, Dan Plakhta. Far East Mini, Dave Purim. Blitzkrieg Mini, Dave Drzezinski. Big Boards Mini, Rob Feinstein. And 7-0 Leaders Mini, Eric Kromenhock. Congratulations, gentlemen. Nice. Everyone had a good time at nice, these. Nice, nice. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Jim Aiken sent this. He's the president of the SoCal ASL. Thank Remember, you, Jim. If you were asking where they were, and there they are. And there they are. That they're is out where there. they yeah, are. Yeah, they're out there, and they're apparently very busy. Just because we haven't heard of them doesn't mean they're out there. Not yes. out there well, and, and Pierce being forwarded busy. that to us. So yeah. Thank you, Pierce, for helping us to get the word out too about that. Yeah, nice. We'll have to meet those guys next time we're out there. When our doing our tour. 
of the world. Of the world. The world, the two half squads world tour. Well, Ken Kanat's comment was the one I was thinking we would okay. cover. Uh, he said, regarding the quote, I'm still good order CC sleeves. A defender has the option to decline to attack and thereby maintain concealment status. It's not necessary to win the ambush to do this, though you lose concealment if you lose the ambush. The attacker will attack the concealed defender at half firepower. If the defender survives CC, he is allowed to maintain concealment in the hex, and there is no melee. Both the attacker and defender coexist in the hex in good order. That's the way it runs, not the way the article we were reading about the sleeves ah, yes. thought that it ran. Okay. And Ken has one more Okay. there like to have these clarifications. Uh, regarding the disappearing tank sleaze, this is from our, again, from our episode 135. This appears to be a relic of ASL rulebook version one and is now outdated and illegal. Thanks to J.R. Tracy and Gunnar Scott at Game Squad for the clarification I'm including below. The platoon movement rules, I'll quote this, the platoon movement rules used to allow the platoon mover to perform several actions in one impulse before the defender was allowed to defensive first fire. The crab walk was one example. The platoon could change covered arc, move a hex, then change covered arc again before the defender could use defensive first fire. If the defender had a weapon on the flank of a platoon, the platoon could start with its front turned to the flank, that is, the front toward the weapon, turn in the other direction they wanted to go, move a hex, and turn their front back toward the weapon before the weapon could defensive first fire. That's, I guess that's the way it used to be. The stuff you described was another way of exploiting the old-style platoon movement rules. That's what J.R. Tracy wrote. And then Gunnar Scott says, the change came in Doomed Battalion's first edition, along with the new set of uh, HW rules. Hard uh, HW? Uh, 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 Human wave? Oh, thank you. Human wave rules. Okay, yes. I was going to say Hakapai. And Ali Bo was the guy that worked out the revised rules for both human wave and platoon movement. And I have a letter from Ian Tutin now. Hello, guys. I've been working on a project for a few days. It's an mm-hmm. interactive atlas where mm-hmm. you can say to yourself, hmm, I know there are Savalos hmm, in Peleliu. I'll just zoom into Peleliu on this map and see on this map. what scenarios see are there. What scenarios are there. I was saying that to myself. Did, oh. was, was I speaking aloud? Sorry. Yes. Sorry. That's a functionality I've been dying for lately, so I took matters in my own hands. So he presents, Ian presents, the ASL atlas you click on an area and there is the scenarios available to play in that part of the world oh very cool that's we're very, gonna link this up yeah. here also yeah that's cool three great links on this show so far the only base modules and the star kit modules are in there and he's going to add more as time goes on and this letter was sent a while ago well march 4th so you should see a map there click on the check boxes to add the modules to the map or click on the name of a module to expand it into its scenarios then click wow. the scenarios to zoom to its location and standard google map stuff works amazing he's going to add more functionality and i did look at it and it is really amazing cool. yeah that's amazing so nice work get that linked up excellent ian well i think that will do it for letters for today Thanks, everybody, very, very much for writing. Thank you all so much. Uh, We just want to give you all a big hug.
Guess what time it is, Dave? It's time for... What? What's in the, the box? box and look, oh, what? it's a box. I it's, can't it's even... I can't, it's great. It's good. The letters I on can't it. even believe it. How long? How long? How long? Very, Has this very been long. going on? Very long. I can't you believe take it. it. We've been Hakapale. we have been practicing mispronouncing this, mispronouncing this for, for eight years. Has it been that long? Well, I po- I don't know. I posted the replay. Hunters at Lima, folks, break out your boards. Oh yes, yeah, Dave Timmons and I. Yeah. And that was, I think, I put on the post like five years ago. Yeah, we recorded it. It's they asked us to hold it until the product was released. A long, long time. And there it is. The and it's all its and beauty. Here it is. When we'll be doing a box art review on that next show. And it's a very nice box. Can I say that? The corners are very neat, very Seriously. square. It's Isn't beautiful. it a good-looking box? It's a very good-looking box. Is it like it has a a, a great edge around the whole art yeah, front, like the a, way like that a frame. fits? I don't know. Yeah. It's not that big, floppy, cruddy box that they, they ship King and Country in and uh, the new Doom, the Doom Battalions. Yeah. And the, big, those big, oversized boxes. No. It's back to a nice, thin, sharp, yeah. cool Bookcase kind of compact box. and concentrated and amazing and heavy and heavy. I thought it was a little steep at uh ninety three, but ninety three dollars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you can afford it. Yeah, Hakapale provides the ASL player with the complete order of battle for the fins, including every major vehicle, gun, and squad type that saw combat during World War II. I just I can't even believe it's here. Licensed by Hasbro Properties Group. That's important. Yeah, as always. Yeah. I don't remember I've being never, a purple label. I, like yeah, that. I don't remember that label before. Purple. Here it is, though. You must know, though, that this is not a complete game. Be warned, people. You must, you must first buy $8,000 of stuff that's really hard to get in order to play this. So I wouldn't, I, you know, if you're if you're just getting into ASL, this is probably not you know, the place you, to start. You, you probably don't need too much extra. Well, um, does it have the list, or we'll figure it out as we go in? Yeah, maybe we'll figure it out. It actually doesn't have the. It doesn't even say that on here. I just made that up. But it, it does say it on the side. Oh, does somewhere. it? I saw it somewhere in the okay. front, bottom, front, bottom right, front page, on that wonderful art, which we will get to. Oh yes, later. Not a complete game. Ownership of the of everything else is no, required. No, it doesn't say everything well, else. Well, it says the advanced squad later game mm. system. <clears throat> yeah, but pardon me. You don't need all that. So here we go. Here we go. Here we go. To be honest, Dave, I already opened Dave, this up, Jeff. Ladies and gentlemen, Dave is now opening the box. I already opened it. I punched it. And I'm, all I have left to put away is the vehicle notes. This is your copy, too. It tonight. Yeah. This is copy number two. Wow. I think I'll punch this, too, as a backup set. We use a two copies at the Passel. He's now removing the first piece of paper. Hakapali contains piece of paper from one the box. Box and lid. Now he's reading the one paper. One eight by twenty-two ASL map. He's shaking. Four counter sheets. He's pausing to wipe his brow. Chapter H. Replacement ASL rulebook pages for chapters A, B, D, and E. Eleven scenario cards. Seventeen scenarios. Seventeen. He's getting very excited. Five chapter you can dividers. See the anticipation on his face. Which is chapter, the QRDC, chapter B, D, E. He glances e, left. National right. Capabilities Chart and OBA Flow Chart. A quick glance to the heavens. And then? 
Thank you for your purchases. He's done. He is done reading oh, thank you for the contents purchase. piece of paper. Well done, you, David. You, you pull next. You, I just you, don't. You, do I deserve it? Yes, you do. What I have done now is I have lifted out the finished vehicle notes, chapter H. And there are about, let's see, this goes from page 173 to page 190. Cool. That's 20, that's like 483 pages. No, that's whatever that is, 27 pages. And uh, Der vehicle notes. Der vehicle notes. And gun notes. The Finns fought three different wars from 1939 to 1945. The Winter War versus the Soviet Union. And the Continuation The Continuation War, war versus the, the Soviet Union. No, that was also during the Soviet oh. Union. They fought that from uh, 1941 to 1944. Oh, yeah, with the Germans' help. And then the Lapland War that was, was versus the Germans. So they were just just poor having Finland. a bad time. Yeah, yeah. poor Finland. Could yeah. not figure out just trying to fish exist. or cut bait, apparently. Just trying to exist. So yeah. there are some. Uh, so the fin counters are gray. I love it. Apparently, love the I'm color. Seeing them here. Love the color. Really? Yes. Can't tell. Why are they gray? Those. It's a different gray than the Italians. It's a lighter gray. Nothing's pink. No, anymore. pink's not appropriate. Yeah. And they have. Uh, I always like these where they've got the uh, a detailed showing of how the covered arcs work on particular vehicles. You know where they're. Where the front covered arc and the the turret side covered, covered arc, arc and side and, covered yeah. arc and, and uh, guns pointing in di- different directions, arc. yeah, I always like that. What kind of vehicles they got in there now? They got. Well, I know they have some of the. These are going to be tough. the the ver the Verkesi the Vickersy ah the Vickersy it's the Vickers the Vickers it must be it's a British it is tank they got somehow yes yes this was a replacement they. They came up with the Vickers as a replacement for their Renault tanks. The Renault? Were, yes, well, Renault. Oh, is it? Is it? Uh, yeah, I think in French they call it Renault. My French is so good. And some T-26s. <laughs> these were some Soviet tanks. I don't know if they captured these or or what here. Oh, it's turret knockout. That's what this counter is, the TKO. Whenever to kill Dyro non-direct of a direct fire, non-high-explosive turret hit equals a... Final number of the vehicle suffers a turret knockout instead of a shock. Because it has multiple turrets? Yes. Okay. Now I understand what the TKO counters I put away were. And they got turret arc counters in here of the PTCA and the SPTA. Port and starboard. Okay. I couldn't remember what those were either. Well, these are cool. This is that number 18 is the land... Sverk. Land Sverk. Yeah. EMT. In mid-1942, the Finns purchased six Luftvarnskanvagen. Skanvagen. Ah, there we go. Luftvarnskanvagen. L-62 anti-2 anti-aircraft tanks from Sweden. Oh, okay. How about that? I didn't know Sweden made tanks. There's so much I don't know. I yeah. can, you know, I I should do a whole show just on what I don't know. That would be a lot. Yeah. Uh, the OT tank is here. The Soviet, the BTs, a Postizuna. It's also Russian. Captured by the Finns. T28s. The KVs are in here in Finnish colors. The Sotka, which are the T34s. They call them the Sotkas. 
Looks like they have uh, two, three versions of the T-34s. Um, now, this is a happy-sounding tank. The Tempo. Ah, yes. Reminds me of the Ford Tempo. Remember the Ford Tempo? No. The Tempo 12, a G1200. The German-made Tempo G1200 was the only general-purpose 4x4 light utility vehicle purchased in significant numbers by the Finnish Army. Built by Videl and Sohn, not Videl Sassoon. Not Videl Sassoon. No. no. So this was a, a 4x4 car. It is a car, Very nice. Right? Yeah. I think I'm going to put it in the box. Yeah. And then there's uh, Finnish ordnance notes. I'm licking my fingers, Dave, but I'm it's... I'm not really, I'm not soiling your pages. I promise. No, that's okay. That's okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the Sturmy. This is the German Stugs in the Finn colors. And some L182s. And again, armored cars. Excellent. Thorough Do you know anything notes. about the uh, Svan uh, Savenhuten? No. Nice. It's their mortar. Unlike most every other nation in World War II, Finland adopted a dedicated lightweight smoke mortar rather than providing a smoke round for their regular mortars. Oh. These pieces were available from 1941 and were issued to engineer troops during the Continuation War. A little more than 420 saw service from 1941 in two versions, weighing less than half as much as a normal 81-millimeter mortar, but with a limited range. They provided sterling service throughout the war. Yeah, those 81 millimeter mores, heavy. Mm-hmm. Heavy. Yeah, a variety of guns. I know I put in a bunch of different yeah, guns. Yeah, a lot of different guns here. Mm-hmm. Infantry, artillery, and so on. ATRs. I'd break those right away. Lots of different uh, artillery pieces, howitzers and the like. Yeah, there were a lot of arties. A lot of a them. Lot. They filled up my whole little part of my tray. Yeah. Uh, and about six, seven different anti aircraft type guns. You don't get uh, as many of those as the Arties. No. What's that last? Oh, the uh, BV Chapter H. What, what? Yeah, for do for do, do your own. Do your yeah, own normal for purchasing purchase points. Now you also get this sex, section of uh, Russian vehicle notes. So, oh, I didn't see. What's that. up with yeah. that? Well, what's up with that is. Yeah, what's up with that? Uh, they what have up the. With that? Well, I think this, uh, now. Let's see. Well, they must have. Oh, well, they they put in the new vehicles. Are all these new vehicles the T twenty six M thirty one? I think so. With the the two turrets, so you got your port turret covered arc. OT twenty six flamethrower variant of the T twenty six. Maybe that's new. Um, the bridge layers. I noticed that. Like, oh, they're the British bridge layer Len lease. There's a lot of Len lease stuff in here. The rules on that. Some variations. Uh, SMK. That's a new tank. What was this? Sergei Mironovich Kirov designed on the orders of the Red Army to replace the T-28 and T-35. Crazy thing. What, two turrets again, it looks like. Or machine gun. A lot of machine guns. Mm. Rear. Two from the front. The Lano. Is that an Italian? The Germans pushed eastward orders for to create people's militia units for protection against saboteurs and paratroop lanes. In the Leningrad region, these were known as the Lano. Yeah. Or People's Militia. They were equipped with armored vehicles. You get some of those. New Lanos. An STZ. All purpose tractors in the Soviet Union. A couple of kinds of those. The, some more Komsomolets, but we got those somewhere else, I believe. 
And your Lend-Lease uh, Stewards. I got some of those. Was those in the starter kits? I don't know where I got them from, but they're in my tray. But I added some more in there. And the Lee. The Lee is new, I think, to this game particularly. The Shermans, the Valentines, the Churchills. Uh, one of those was also new. I had to create a spot for it in my tray. And the Duck, the, you know. The Duck. Amphibious and some Jeep Lend-Lease. So you get all your Lend-Lease stuff. And two new guns, it looks like. So when I put all these into my Russian tray, I thought I'm gonna have to make a new tray, but they all fit in there. They do because yeah, I already oh, had some of the Lenleys. Just put, add the other ones into that section. I wonder so if anybody's ever just bought one too many things of ASL and just their trays and binders just Mine's burst open. Getting close. Yeah, I, I may need to reorganize. Yeah. Um, Two green sheets, yeah, Jeff. Shave, Three hole punch. green sheets. Hey, I'm looking at the credits here on the back of. Oh yeah. Chapter H, the Hakapale credits, and design and development. Lars Turing, as we know, Lars must we be interviewed very, Lars very, long, very, long, long very, ago. very happy about this, along with Tuomo uh, Lucari mm-hmm. and Timu Luoma, mm-hmm. Mike uh, Menepa. Boy, I'm sorry, I'm brutalizing these names, and Petri Pira. And uh, they go through. I won't read everybody's name, but I've, I've a lot of different people Any play contributed to this. We know they on do it? list uh, the proofreaders, the rules editing, the play testers at M at uh, the MVT VP play testers. I'm just checking. No, I'm not listed there. And then the regular play testers. Many thanks to all the people who contributed to play testing. There are far too many to mention, including Jeff Hallett, who we will not mention. <laughs> but yes, David Kleinschmidt is listed here. As is David Timonen. Oh, excellent. And with very additional thanks to, again, not me. But I didn't play test anything. I wouldn't really expect it. I'm just waiting for the cash reward. And there's your vehicles. Now, ah, no, this vehicles. is also... What is what else? We talked about the, the Russian vehicles, right? And those finished ones already. Yeah. What else is on that sheet, Jeff? This is the Hakapale Russian-German vehicles front. <laughs> What's on the back? Oh, the Russian-German vehicle's back. Excellent. Yeah, this is interesting. They've, they're have they just titling things a little bit differently. and uh, But the did these punch out? How did they punch out for you? They punched out. Uh, that like nicely? sheet punched really well. All the sheets punched really well, except I had huge problems on the infantry ah, half squads yes we've seen and that. i tore a bunch i was you did not, i mean as excited as i am yeah i was very disappointed <laughs> that these things were tearing on me mm. and so i've luckily you know, I, I already destroyed several were coming off the back and i stopped and got a razor i actually had to cut oh, a wow. razor yeah on like two sections that's a little tedious on the bottom of the back so in this copy, it looks like it I might hope you had your mom or problem. dad over while you were using that sharp object. Yeah, well, seriously, folks, take your time and go get a razor if you need it. And you can kind of tell by looking. Yeah, you can usually tell by looking at the back. On the back, yeah. yeah. It looks like this copy also might have that problem. Oh, that's too bad. Yeah, Maybe they'll send you I a might, new... I might actually may, ask yeah, them. Since you bought two, if they I think got, you should... They, they would they, like to know. I'm sure they would like they to know. they have an extra counter sheet laying around it's because that was the only disappointment and a very fine product otherwise yeah it's beautiful german tanks why are there german tanks in there are those different or new there's an ft-17 very odd looking oh those are the french 
Lim, oh, those uh, are okay. Captured French vehicles. Oh, okay. What else? Name another. Um, let's see. There's a 38H. Oh, a number sure of those. There's a dozen of those. 35S. There's a number of those. Yeah, I think those might all be captured French vehicles. Then there's the Stugs. Some Stugs. Some more like Stugs. Yeah, they, some look like they're they bought. Yeah. Some Jaegers here of some kind. SPWs. Yeah. Oh, yeah, these do pop out. Some Actually, these popping. pop out very nicely. They almost pop in themselves. And there's out. a whole sheet of the uh, Finnish ordnance and vehicles and the. Infantry sheet, which has two turn counters, one to use against the Russians, one to use against the Germans, instead of the cruddy one counter with like two insignia crammed on the back. Yeah. I am. You like this better. Oh, you know, remember I hand drew all the different ones. Yes, you did. Yeah. So I could have it specific to that. And you got your elites first line again the normal fins from the beginning of the beyond valor and in addition these new ones some of the uh, i think the greens and conscripts are newly added I'm not sure but i know there were like maybe 3 sets elite first green and now there's more with this game so you're expanding out there's also pandershreks in the gray for the fins to use armor leaders the not only the two turn counters, but a third turn counter mm-hmm. on the sheet that has some Hungarian crews on it. Now, I don't know why the Hungarian crews are here, except the ones in my box were 127s. These are 126s. Ah. I don't know why they're here. Maybe the others were errors. Maybe not. But look at that turn counter where there are two. It's the Finn and German together, probably when they're both oh, fighting yes. the scenario together. Yep. And look at the color, Jeff, blending the German color halfway onto the oh. gray. Now that is a step up, folks. Once again, turn counters, one of the best things about this whole game. <laughs> or the and green sheets. Do you recall, were there fun. different uh, sniper rules for the Finns? No. Regular they, sniper counter? They pin on a three? And kill on a less than or equal to two. That's what it says on the back of. The, I'm looking Let me at this. Look, you take a look at this one. Okay, look at the back of the sniper counter there, the Finn sniper counter. Nope, that's the normal. Well, no, I thought it was they when you hit, <laughs> when you hit a sniper. Oh, when you hit a sniper as a target. Okay, okay, that's what it's talking about. And you flip about. it over. Yeah. Okay. But why is it a three die on a die roll? And then the snake eyes. Does it kill the sniper? I mean, it just lowers the when sniper, a sniper number? When a sniper a sniper, it just either pins it or it lowers it. Yeah. yeah. But I thought it was like if it was a two-on-one die. So I'm going to have to look into right. that. I don't know. Maybe yeah. that's normal. We okay. haven't noticed that. And what other kind of informational counters are there? Well, this is interesting. They've got a, a new terrain type. So we can add this to terrain Prepared type. Prepared fire lane the, zones? The, well, the vineyard. I the, went right for and the And the PFC? Oh, prepared fire zone. Yeah. Which clears it out some. And I forget why it's a vineyard. Um, I think you can lay that on to be a vineyard. I mean, it's by special rule, maybe. Okay. Yeah, probably. Or it, there's a, I thought there were two prepared fire zones when I play tested one that cleared it out a lot and one that cleared it out a little. So it would still act as a hindrance instead of as blocking, like the woods block, you know? Mm. It may have been treated as a vineyard if it's okay. partly chopped out of the way. And then on the back of those, take a look. Yes, they're a different color, prepared fire zone, and open ground. 
And that's the zone that is cleared all the way through, I think. Oh, okay. Okay, I see. And there's a, uh, I always like these, some uh, Molotov projectors. Yep. I don't remember seeing Molotov projector counters. They came in the second historical Stalingrad game, I think, or something like that. That's why I haven't seen them. What else here? We always like to see when there are new things like uh, new turret covered arcs and vehicle covered arc. Yeah, but I don't know what counters. the ones with the one in the starburst are. Yeah, there's a, there's a red one in a starburst, and then there's an eight. There's a PTCA. That's the port side. Oh, and an arc. STCA starburst. Okay. Oh, we have the two. okay, right. For and those, then yeah. the sub. I don't know what that was. Maybe it's a lower part of the vehicle. I know I already have dug-in turret counters already. Okay. Then there's some uh, Aki counters, which is a their sleds. Yeah. Is that right? Yes, I used those to drag a wounded leader along in one of the play tests. Oh, wow. And then some lots of skis. And different kind of skis. Yeah, I took all yeah. my old skis out of that tray area, put in all those new ones. Were they old ski? The old ones had the parachutes on the back for, like, airdrops. Okay. Those don't. See what those say on the back. Uh, these say off skis one portage point. So when you remove, two movement factors to put them on. Yes, yeah, so when you remove your skis, it's it used to be I think you took the ski counter off the guys. But how did you remember they had them? Ah, uh, right. This way you flip it over. Yes, and you and remember they the still have the skis. Yeah. yeah, and the ones with the question mark. Yeah, are what what are those? To put in concealment. Stummy stacks, I think, because you get such big stacks when oh, everybody's wearing skis. Yeah, that you can dummy out your dummy stacks and make it look real. Because dummy they have the, skis, yeah, wow, yeah, they have the white edge. If someone glances and some of it falls over a little, it looks like oh, maybe that's a real stack. The artwork is very good. I mean, it's very clean. It's crisp, as we would expect. Yeah, very crisp. Um, I'm looking at what did I see here that was. That looked a little different. Just the LMG have a couple of different. Uh, there's a couple of different depictions of. Oh, the, they give them the, the LMG. Is one going to be in parentheses? Yes, the there's one with uh, R. Looks like a lowercase R, right? And then the other one does not. So yeah, British and Russian, yeah. and then maybe the normal Finnish, or right? Something. And then the ATRs. Yeah, I see. Oh yeah, I did see this uh, before. So yeah, they're the ATRs are B for British. And then here are all of the lovely. Uh, single man counters. Just going to glance through these. Ah, do I see Captain Kleinen? You do see Captain Kleinen. Captain Kleinen. Do I see Captain oh. Kleinen? And Kleinschmidt wouldn't fit, so they had to change it. Wow, how about that? Which is kind of... <laughs> There's Lieutenant, hey, Lieutenant Dory. Dory? Yeah. Dory made it? Chris Dory? Yep. And, oh, and Lieutenant Timonen. Right Timonen. There. Yep, there was another counter. It was like a Timonen. In the original set. And I told him, well, you're already close enough, so if you don't make it, that yeah. could be you. And that one is exactly for Dave. So thank you also. Now, there's a bunch of crew MMP. crew counters here, 228s and some 127s. And they've got a number above the heads of the crew. So there's 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, yeah. 9, 10, 11, 12. I think it's just that we did this just before we does, didn't know. Was did it we? just an ID number? Maybe it's just an ID number. But there's... Yeah, I guess it could be just an ID number. Somebody will tell us. So, yeah, now we have the Klein. People love to correct us. The Klein and Schmidt counters yeah. from the Starter Kit expansion pack. Yeah. That were mine. And now cool. the Kleinen. And out of all three of them, it's still not really a Klein Schmidt. Not really. 
I guess we're just going to we're going to have to, to you know what, Dave, you're going to have to make your own game. Just come up with your own system. It's kind of a lot of work, yes, but no. Timonen make... thought it was classic, changing it to Kleinen like the Timonen ending. But you got Malmstrom on here. The guys did the game here. Thoring, Thoring, Woma, mm-hmm. Woma, and Jerry Mathers. Right. Well, getting near the end of the box here, the charts again. And someone said, "Why are we getting?" I think it was Rich mate or uh, Tom Barkwell who brought his over. Yeah, Barclay. why? Why more charts? Um, I. I think I remember you only got one of these. Of the, it's like the QRDC replacement. You only yeah. got, I don't know if it's changed, so I haven't taken the time to check it. It, it might be right. I think only one came with. Uh, in, in that's right, only one comes. It used to be yeah. you'd get two you QRDCs. Two. It's a two-player game. Yeah. You need two of these, so I had to buy an extra whole set separately. I didn't like that, but then why? It's only sixteen dollars for a whole set. Oh, of well, I guess you need the terrain. Do you want to see if there's any, well any of the new terrain? Yeah, here's the prepared fire zones. Oh, yeah, okay. sure, sure. Okay, they new terrain chart. In. Very nice. I don't know if they added in anything on the Malthoff chart. I guess I should replace. Well, yeah, of course you have to have the fins put into the yeah, the new fins put into the national capabilities chart. Although I thought they had that on the other version. And the OBA charts on the back. So you get all your updated charts. Mm-hmm. Another green sheet. Whoa, three, three green punch. sheets. Wow. And uh, talk about luxurious vehicle chart. Panzerfaust chart looks expanded, if I remember correctly, but I don't know. But Jeff, you got board fifty-two. The good got... old mega woods. Oh yeah, lots of woods. Mm-hmm. Just mega woods, exactly yeah. what you need yeah. to do these scenarios. Probably pine trees, other uh, deciduous. And plants. you know how many of these I have already? Of what board fifty two? It was the missing board. It was a board. It was a gap. You could could never. Yeah, it was very hard to get for a long time. Remember, wasn't they didn't. There? Ma- yeah, and then I, I do recall that. I got a copy of it to play test. Yeah, I had printed out. Oh, okay. It's one. Yeah. Then MMP offered up a hard mounted board mm-hmm. on their site. I mm-hmm. got that and a. Uh, Thin starter kit style board. Also, I bought that, so I had three of these, and then I bought two of these games. Wow! I have five. Yeah, five board fifty twos. The shortage is over. It's turned <laughs> into over. a glut. Way over. I'm sorry, Dave. Now, now why would We're you sorry get for new, your glut. A new air support chart. Well, we don't I'm know. Sure they, we're they, not going to take the time to figure it out. No. And I have pages here. Yeah, I have these, that on my uh, I, I, iPad. What? Pages. Oh. Right. These are add-on pages or replacement pages? Replacement pages. So okay. wherever you see a black dot, you got to change. Oh, I see. I believe. I believe. How do you know so much? I, it, so that suddenly struck so, me. Yeah, here's a, here's a replacement so page for A51. Well, this, is, this right here is Another worth buying sheet. The, the module. Another green sheet. That's four. Four. But this one's not three-hole punch. I wonder if they accidentally sent you four. They may write you now when they hear this and they want one back. Yeah, the black dot. See, now now my... So we wouldn't be able to tell you what the changes are. No, but there's some changes to the Russian and the Russian single-man's SMG squads. Oh, yeah, okay. And then the Russian early war doctrine. There's some changes. Oh, yeah, that's that. a new rule with um, yeah. with this game. That's why it's added in. Oh, yeah. yeah. Only applies 
invoked by SSR, all close combat attacks against the Russian 426s. 226s are subject to a negative one die roll modifier that is not cumulative with a negative one die roll modifier for a capture attempt. Yeah, there's a, there's a different way they play based on that doctrine. My page has the fins added in here to the footnotes. Ah, yes, and the fins oh. are added here. The terrain on the terrain yep. pages, like mm-hmm. light woods. There's now light woods as well as the prepared fire zones. Oh, the aerosons are now here in the Chapter D. Are there escape rules in the rule book? For prisoners? Yeah, there are. Did they change those? We, uh, yes, there is a change here, apparently. Oh, wouldn't be based on the game, I don't think. We never... Uh, we don't well rich does when i play rich he plays prisoners but you don't i know you don't you just like to kill them yep don't take those prisoners it makes things more complicated it's more complicated uh ski mode is changed in here too for the new uh dummy counter rules the ski rules the akios here it's all in section e and the notes to go with those so that makes sense to me a lot boy i guess it changed a lot of pages when they added all this in but so you get your replacement more pages. Is yep. So those would go in my official rule book. And we're down to the last piece. The scenarios. Yes, sir. Scenarios. How 175. Many you said 17 <clears throat> scenarios? Yeah, like a lot, so we won't yeah. look at them in depth. Yeah. Hunters at Lima. You can see Dave and I play that in the replay. Arctic Crossroads, which is a fairly good-sized scenario. Uses four boards and a bunch of layovers. Lagos Assault Guns, good mix of everything in this one, including flamethrowers, DCs for the Russians. It's in Finland, of course. I wonder if all of them are in Finland. Here's a nice, this this is a very small scenario, though it is six and a half turns, but there are only uh, seven Russian units and four Finn units, uh, plus an armored car. I don't remember that one in the playtest. The Finns win by exiting greater than equal to five exit victory points of non-crew infantry off the west edge of the board. So it's the, they, that looks like an interesting uh, cat-and-mouse scenario, kind of. Mm-hmm. I got Fa- Father Sunshine. I remember this. It's like tank, tank, and there was an easy way to bust it. So apparently they fixed that and went ahead and published this one into the set. I know Lars really wanted to keep that in there. Uh, so hopefully this one will be, uh, be interesting to see what the changes are from the play test. And I have the last attack... Now, and there again, they're a mix of German, Finn, Russian against Finn. Last attack looks like a fairly large one. At least it's on extra pages. Is that which one is that? Is that the only? Oh no, that's one seventy-two. Okay. Yeah, there's kind of a large one here. The only way out. I think we played that one, Dave and I. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, ten ten turns. So this is a bigger one. Like a classic. A couple of dozen units on on each side. There's some special rules. I thought I flipped by them. Oh, special rules. Yeah, the German group follow, follows these steps at setup. Each leader must be stacked with a different multi-man counter. Each support weapon must be possessed by a multi-man counter. Can you set up a support weapon on a board without just anywhere? I believe so. Maybe there's a reason they're taking that away as an option. Is that what they're doing? Um, in this particular case, yeah. 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 I've never played that, but that's maybe that's why I lose all the time. <laughs> I doubt, doubt for the, just that one. I've got retaking the VKT line. I think I remember playtesting this by Tuomo Lucari. Yeah, it's it's got maybe 20 
20 counters, uh, infantry almost per side, yeah, per side, and tanks, like a dozen tanks almost. 11 for the Finns. That's a lot of tanks retaking the VKT line. Yeah. And that's in Finland also against Russians. Yeah, I got uh, Anabasis, Anabasis, maybe. I remember it's that one. Here. I remember that word. Yeah. They're nothing really huge in any of these um, scenarios. Well, I have the VKT line. That's maybe the biggest. Yeah. 11 turns. And here's a small one, 11th Company Counterattack. It's got the railroads in it. And ah, six squads per side, a couple tanks. Night fans. This one had the Aerosons. I think it was on ice, was it? Yeah. Oh, on ice. Neat. Michishori Island, Lake Zig Zero, Russia. Forest Bastion was the big forest board. Skiing in Lapland. I don't remember that. Ah. One, I think. Breakout from Praza's got some trucks. And you plan to play all of these again? Is that We're correct? We're playing them all again, and some of them we haven't played. So a lot of the ones you named off, I remember. Yeah. Stopped cold. Yeah, I remember that one. So there you go. There it is. Now that's the kind of scenario quantity we want to see in a game. Yes. Above and beyond. $93. Pack full of fun. Good turn counters. Yep. And after punching, I brought that to show you how mine tore. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of terage on here on the personnel uh, sheet. But, you know, you think it's just me being reckless, but you're getting no, used to popping you can them. Tell. Yeah. And then you pop the top, and it goes easy, so you fold it back. Right. And it's supposed and to it, come out, yeah. and then the, suddenly it's... It tears. It's tearing. Yeah. You should send them this, along with your, the extra green <laughs> sheets. Well, you know, they probably want to know, and they... They, they want should you, want to they, know, They yeah. want you to be happy, obviously. Yep. It's unusual for an for MP, so it's just a bad run, probably. Yep. And it's just the one, I think... In mine, it was that one. That I wonder one. if anyone else yeah. encounters it on just that sheet yeah. or if it's kind of random. But that's Hakapala. And it's got the great. Yeah, art by Ken Smith. Kleinen counter and T1. Oh, yes. <laughs> You're so happy. I am really happy. I ran upstairs. <laughs> Laura, look. Oh, yeah, and she was so happy. Yeah. Well, there you go. There you go, folks. That's it. And call it a night? I think so. We've, we're about an hour, hour and 20 minutes, oh, I would say. About our normal length. Yeah. So had much more to do, but we're doing one Lots show more tonight. Stuff we'll have to we're push it off to next in. time. Yeah. We're going to get ready for work tomorrow. Yeah. Well, thanks, everybody, for listening. We yep. appreciate it. And we uh, hope you'll join somebody next time. <laughs> <laughs> You're not retiring from the show yet. No, Jeff, I'm not going to retire from the show. Yet. No, I'm not going to retire from but if we may be slowing down. Just yeah, we may slow it down. We've been doing we it. Know. We've been doing two shows a month now for the last two years. And if we start another show, we'll certainly slow down. Yeah. If Jeff's burnout, I'll slow down. Yeah, we'll just whatever. Uh, we'll see what happens. You can't promise anything. Nothing's forever. No. So and we'll and we'll see. We'll just see what happens. So anyway, thanks for listening, everybody. Thank you, everybody. Appreciate it. And uh, go out and get a copy of Hakapale and visit your local game store. And- Make a big deal out of it. Yep. And we'll see you next time. Remember to roll low and rally well, like really well. But not not when you're playing Dave. Us or with the Kleinen counter. (laughs) Exactly. Bye, everybody. Goodbye. (laughs) Goodbye.
watershed moment. It is. Did that come when you... Oh, it came yesterday, just, right? Yeah, yeah. Doesn't the box just look sharp? It looks... The box looks great. It's I mean, like... It's it's like... One of the most unified, yeah. artistically yep. unified boxes. Mm-hmm. But. I think the framing of the front picture is really is what did it. Is that unique? Do you want yeah. to grab it off?